Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and this is a very special edition because we're very honoured to have today the only commentator in, well, the world to get the Victorian election completely spot on correct. Please welcome David Milner. Hey, Charles. Good to be here. Um, yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's a very strange position to be in, mm. being um, the only journalist in the entire world to so, have got this extremely obvious thing <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so let's just go back. You you obviously wrote an article for The Shot about a week ago. I remember yes. reading it. I, I can't remember any details in the article. What did you actually say that you're now claiming was the only thing that anyone sort of got right about this election. I said that what everyone else was saying was nonsense. Yes. Which is true. Yeah. <laughs> but I also said that the chances of Daniel Andrews not being Premier today, the day after the election, mm. was just zero. This was this was as sure a thing as politics ever allows. Yes. And you should all be saying this because it's obvious and it's your job. Yes. And no one did. Yes. And now I'm in this strange position of being this like mouthy pothead that yes. like showed up in industry. You think it, what it shows is that the shot should replace the rest of the media because it's the only... No, I, think, I think it shows that the shot has replaced the rest of the media. Yes. Yes, you're right. Now, just uh, full disclosure here, the shot is in fact the sister publication of The Chaser, so there's a little bit of self-dealing here when we self-congratulate ourselves. But they do it. Let's make this work for us. Given that the result was incredibly obvious to you, and I, I must say, having read your article, I, I didn't even bother paying attention on Saturday night because it was like, oh, well, you know, it's definitely going to get in because Dave Milner's already called it a week ago. <laughs> like, is there anything interesting to say or should we just stop the podcast now because there's nothing interesting to say? I mean, the Socceroos were good. Did you see that? <laughs> we, could talk about the, we could talk about the football. No, like... Did interesting things happen? The Greens won a few more seats in yes. inner city Melbourne. That's that was always going to happen. And it looks like it has happened. Mm. The uh, Liberal Party is facing the strangest self-inflicted identity crisis. On it's very similar mm. to the federal level, except they've kind of they they ran advertisements this campaign directly aligning themselves with the cooker, anti-vaxxer, mm. Daniel Andrews guillotine protests in the streets. They use the language, includes, they use, we marched in the streets, you know, mm. to protest against this. And so they've really aligned themselves with the nuttiest people in probably Australia's most progressive state. And mm. it's a, it's not a good numbers play. Yes. No, it didn't work, did it? <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> what was their strategy there? Was their strategy that they thought that there was a sort of an underbelly of people who weren't telling the truth in the polls and things like that? Or or is it that, that they were so ideologically 
aligned with nutty cookers. Like, it, it, it didn't matter to them that they, that was a losing strategy. It was sort of like the Victorian socialists just sort of running They're on... deeply committed to the nutcases, you're saying. They're yeah, like yeah, ideologically exactly. wedded to them. Yeah. It's, it's either that or it's... Because um, at the same time, just, just, just at the same time, they preferenced the Greens. In some sense. They actually gave, they gave a, you know, a bit of a boost to the Greens. Like, they pushed the Victorian parliament... Further left is this part of yeah, one no, of those? They're still playing. They haven't caught up with the new demographics of the state, and they're still playing politics from like six, seven, eight years ago, thinking that will work because their main enemy is the ALP. But the Greens are actually viable here, and they haven't realised that. Yeah, right. And I think the other thing is, it could be that you know, this is like almost like what you said about Elon Musk on a shot podcast a while ago about that sort of confirmation bias of your own experience being more universal. Mm. And I think. The people in the Liberal Party and in the Herald Sun, and they should be flattered, we're allowing a distinction there. Mm. They were more genuinely pissed off about lockdowns than everybody else because yes. they're used to being able to play golf whenever the fuck they want to. Yes. And so they've extrapolated that experience into the wider community. Mm. Whereas actually there's like yeah. nice, decent people out there that were actually happy to do this for a little bit. Oh, so did Melbourne have a lockdown? Did they? I, I wasn't aware of that. I- we're not. We're, we're not doing this. We're not, we're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know when you bump into Melbourne people, they barely mention it. So um. yeah, no. <laughs> well, they start shaking in the corner and they <laughs> run away. <laughs> so um, the other result that I, I wanted to touch on is that the Victorian Socialists got five point seven percent of the vote. In, in Western Melbourne, and there were some uh, polling booths where they were, like in Footscray and stuff like that, where they were polling like 17%, 18% of the primary vote. What is going on? Is this true? Like, are, is it the communist? <laughs> like, what's going on? Just, is, is, is Melbourne at risk of being overtaken by Bolsheviks? Um, on I Women's mean, Day 15, next year? 15% of the vote in, in Footscray, that is, like, impressive. I imagine that's, like, some really, really enthusiastic students living in a really large share house, just, yes. like, really committed to the cause because it's that's not, a, you know, a statewide trend. But, yeah, po- possibly. Perhaps perhaps people have read all the Herald Sun coverage about this di- communist dictator and decided, you know what, that doesn't sound bad. Let's have me some of that. Now, I've noticed that you have been posting to Twitter this morning. David. Yes. Yes, I've been gloating. Un- unbe- unbelievably obnoxiously. Yeah. No, I'll <laughs> As the only journo moment, in the let's... state that got the election result right, I'm going to give away my trade secret. I live here and it was obvious. Yeah. Are you trying to be as obnoxious as the Herald Sun commentators? Well, you, you set me up to like, you know, take them on from the other side and punch <laughs> as hard. So like, let's go. Let's lean into it. Okay. <laughs> it's just, um, I, I do. Th- well, okay. Why I'm pointing this out isn't to stroke my own ego. It is to point out that actually they really all should have been more right than this. This is the point we are trying to make. Mm. It was a bit obvious. And it's just if you don't have a political agenda driving the way you're crafting your words, it's actually really quite easy to be more informative than these people have been for six weeks. If I'm wrong, but wasn't the ABC as well – sort of a little bit on this bandwagon. Like, I remember seeing comments in the days leading up to the election with people going, well, there is a bit of an anti-Dan sentiment, you know, there's a bit of... Or was that just... Like, even the ABC got caught up in this Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the that, problem when one side of the conversation is so 
on one end of the scale. It just mm. drags the entire conversation that way a little mm. bit. Yeah. And like the realm of what is possible is shifted. And yeah, the ABC mm. did absolutely buy into this narrative where they're just feeding each other the same lines. I, I saw Greg Sheridan on mm. Insiders say exactly what Bevan Shields from the Sydney Morning Herald said that, mm. and it was the exact same line. It was verbatim. It was almost creepy that, you know, Dan Andrews doesn't deserve, or was it Dan Andrews? I can't even remember what it was. It was some meek, like, <laughs> pseudo-intellectual nonsense that, mm. you know, Matt Guy didn't deserve to win, but Dan Andrews didn't either. And it was yeah, like, yeah. word for word, whatever it was. Yeah. They're just huffing their own farts, feeding into their own narrative, believing their own shit as they're getting slowly and slowly more and more diverse, divorced from what's actually happening. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. But do you think it's also because the ALP was very cleverly also doing a sort of expectations management in the last week? Because I saw several ALP-aligned, not commentators, but basically party people, you know, the sort of wider circle, who were sort of going, oh, you know, we don't quite know. There's been, on the pre-polling, there's been a little bit of anti-Dan sentiment. It's going to be softer than we hoped, you know. It's really important that everyone get out there and vote for the Labor Party. Like, it's almost like, you know, the the right was sort of talking themselves into a frenzy about how great the Libs were. And the Labor Party was almost sort of letting them and going, okay, great. <laughs> like, we basically can't lose. Like, if we hold, you know, essentially... Labor just stood still, and they looked like it was a dance slide. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's that's it's it was a strange election, mm. and it was it really was a um, considering what's happened the last three years. That it was it mm. it was an endorsement of what's happened here, basically, and and a rejection it, of the counter narrative. Yeah, and look, this is the second election that Murdoch has lost in a row in Australia. Mm. Do you think this has wider implications for you know what? you know, Anthony Albanese will be able to achieve and his government will be able to achieve given that there's clearly not as much influence from the media as the Twitterverse would make out. Yeah, no, I I think we need to see... What we actually need to see is this happen in New South Wales and then I'll find that argument more convincing. I do Mm. still wonder if Victoria's a slightly unique scenario because of what happened over the last three years and just how obvious it became that the Murdoch press was just this bludgeon to the brain of any free-thinking individual, um, I would like to see – I mean, when's the New South Wales election? March. And you, but you don't really March. have a viable opposition set up yes, there. Yes, we do. Yet. Yeah, do yeah. You, do you do? Is no, that Chris, Chris Minns. Chris Minns, I reckon, will definitely win because he's running on one single issue and it's the perfect issue. I mean, even I agree with this issue, right, which is it's just um, to eliminate uh, tolls on, uh, on roads, right? That's so Sydney. It's so <laughs> Sydney. But it, but it is ridiculous. Like if you want to go. We want to drive and we want it to be cheaper. The whole thing about tolls in in Sydney is that it's entirely class-based. So if you live in the western suburbs, you have to pay about 25 bucks to get into 
uh, the inner city. If you're if yeah. you're on the North Shore, or like, there's hardly any tolls at all. There's like one two dollar toll to cross <laughs> the bridge, and that's it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, right. So it's completely <laughs> it's utterly unfair. And the libs, of it's course, go, tax. "Oh, that's fine." You know, like <laughs> I only ever drive from Cremorne, and you know, and so like I think, um, and he's just picked it right. Like Chris Min's picked it the day that he got elected opposition leader. And the the problem is that the Libs... And I've talked to people inside New South Wales Treasury who go who are complete conservatives who just go, oh, yeah, actually, the toll roads make no economic sense. They just hamper commerce. It means tradies kind of get, you know, like spending half their money um, on tolls each week. Like, it's just a completely ridiculous sclerotic system that should be <laughs> abolished. So even the cons- – like, it, it's not only a really fucking populist issue that's easy to win, it's also makes total economic sense to unleash the productive capacity of this uh, of this fine city. I mean, that does make so. sense, but can I just – you had the nerve to say that Victorian politics was boring and we've got, like, <laughs> Nazis and mass propaganda machines yeah, and you've no. got, like, fucking cheaper tolls. That's your That's issue? That's it. Like, That's all you need in Sydney. Well, Every- sounds exciting. Enjoy. Mm. <laughs> well, I must say, because the thing is, I occasionally um, host people from Melbourne and what they don't understand is that Sydney is the, – the best thing about Sydney, you know, you think, you know, it used to be like the Harbour Bridge and the Sydney Opera House and things like that. The thing that actually defines Sydney now is our tunnels. We have some of the best, nicest tunnels in the world. You can yeah. literally – you can drive around Sydney without seeing any of Sydney by just using the tunnel. We've got so many fucking great tunnels to drive through. Um, that sounds really good. Yeah. If you, if you lived in Sydney, you'd understand. You'd go, well, you know, the people suck. <laughs> Everyone's obnoxious. The whole of the eastern suburbs should just be killed. Oh. Um, our coffee sucks compared to basically every city in Australia. Mm. We've got great tunnels. And you can just stay down there. You can just stay down there. You don't have to interact with Sydney. And all the fuckwits who are everywhere. Secondary mole city beneath Sydney. Oh. This is what... Yeah. You, you, your politics is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, look, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I haven't read a Daily Telegraph in years, so I don't know what they're – but they'll they'll try a similar thing. But I have a feeling that nobody's going to pay any attention to it. Yeah, them. like this is it. Like ha- have we, the audience, become too sophisticated for this shit to work? Like what's happening? Why is this – it's interesting. No, it's just because everyone watches TikTok and doesn't read anymore. It's just we've become <laughs> so we profoundly become too sophisticated. Yeah. We've become dumb. We've become too dumb yeah. for the Herald Sun too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's grim. I'm not sure that's the case. <laughs> so we should probably end with some sort of um, anecdote about Victorian elections. Like I've spent half the time talking about Sydney's road system. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> this is true. Can we have one more? Profound insight from Australia's most accurate commentator. It's ridiculous. About, it? Well, what does this mean for the next three years for Dan? Is he going to resign after two years? Surely that's the no. That, that's an, that, I think that's just another media narrative. Like, why would he? He's actually quite young. Well, dictators tend not to resign. Yeah, well, exactly. That, well, that is the thing that I found was amazing. The way he st- because he's a dictator, he stage managed the election to look like it was really democratic and fair. He did that really well. Yes, 
And and he didn't take too much of it. You know how Saddam Hussein would hold these votes and it'd be like 95%. Go, oh, come on, that's a bit stupid. He made it realistic. Yeah, 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 it was very realistic. He gave enough. He allowed a certain amount of dissent so yes. that you would believe that you were free to dissent like yes. in 1984, so, basically. And, and, and it was sort of a bit like actually Putin's style of democracy where he staged me. <laughs> he obviously placed Matthew Guy in there so you'd have this weak opponent who, you know, sincerely believed that he was in with a chance. Do you think Matt Guy thought he was a serious contender or did he know that he was a puppet of Daniel Andrews, the supreme dictator? No, he, he, I reckon he thought that he was in with a chance <laughs> and he didn't realise that actually in the background it was just all Daniel Andrews controlling that. And he was a sleeper triple yeah. agent. That's how, that's how Putin works. Like he, he sort of <laughs> co-ops people who, you know, are just not very effective and boosts them up as his opposition. And they, they do it thinking that they're actually being really good. And they're actually just they're playing actually, into his hands. Yes. It is probably the most plausible scenario for what happened in Victoria. Yeah. I th- well, I think I mean, I think Andrew Bolt's actually written that up as the narrative this morning. So. Oh, this is good. Yeah. I'm going to have so much. Okay, I've got a lot to read. Have you, yeah, because you're doing an article for The Shot this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah I need to stop wasting my time talking to you about this yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So you get back to work, but... Um, Andrew Bolt's article is fantastic because he, the, it, it, the headline is something like bruised Daniel Andrews now has to go. And so the whole idea is <laughs> this election has taken stripes up off him because he's only increased his Winning number of seats. Winning is losing. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what it is. Far out. It's, yeah. And apparently, according to Andrew Bolt, he knows that he should resign now, but... Um, you know he's not going because he, because, because he won so convincingly that, for the third time. Yeah, the, and but no, he's bruised. He's he's they've taken stripes off him. He's wounded. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can sort of see why you're Australia's most accurate commentator because it's really fucking well, easy when you got it. It's really not about me. It's about the competition. It's fish in mate. a barrel, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm really not doing anything other very special. It's um, it is the fucking sea of absolute numpties out there that are paid to just confuse everything and muddy the waters. Well, I think what we might do is we might bring you up to New South Wales to cover the New South Wales election uh, so we can actually get some accurate commentary up here as well. Do you want to do that? Okay. Do I have to learn about toll roads? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'll show oh, okay. you them all. I'll take you around. You can see we them can all. See the, yeah. We can see the tunnels. The M8 is, okay. oh, is beautiful. It's the west field of, of tunnels. Okay, well, Dave Milner, as always, wonderful to hear from you. Uh, And we look forward to your article this afternoon. That's on theshot.net.au. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Our gears from Road. We are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Is that all good? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.